Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. Happy Bad Monday. Once again, I'm recording on a very gloomy day. I don't know if it's gloomy where you are, but I'm recording on a gloomy day. I am in a completely pitch black room. I don't know why. And I have my hood on like a weird iPad kid. (laughs) I don't know why this was the setup I decided. But reading through babysitter stories also was like kind of scary. Like a lot of people dealt with like haunted things and I was very scared. So I'm a little bit spooked and it's right in time for fall. So I'm just on brand. Anyway, welcome back. So glad that you're here. I have a few thoughts about some things lately. And like most of the things that come out of my mouth, none of these are important. But I just, you know, I keep a note in my phone with things that I want to tell you guys. And so that's, that's these this week. First things first. If you are on The Bachelor or if you play college sports, you are older than me. That's that's none of my business, but that's just the truth. Like I was watching a documentary about a college football team. I don't know why I was doing it, but I was watching it and I was I was watching these college football players and just in my mind, I thought they're older than me. There's no other option because I refuse to watch college football and see these grown men out there and think, those are 19 year olds. Those are 20 year olds. No, they're not. They're older than me. Same with bachelor contestants. If the age pops up and it says that they are 23, no, they're not. As far as I'm concerned, they're way older than me. I I can't explain it. I don't know if this is a common phenomenon, but those two things, nobody has ever been younger than me and done either of those things as far as I'm concerned. The next thing I want to talk about is something that I noticed that I had a lot of gratitude for this week. And that's something that COVID did to us. You want to know what COVID did that I will forever be grateful for? COVID made people more aware of how close they stand to other people. I feel like in a post-COVID world, nobody is like up in your face. Like even when people line up, I feel like there's still a bit of a distance. Because remember how like, you know, most places have like circles on the floor, like where you had to stand. I just feel like nobody is right, right up in your business anymore. And I was getting, I was like filling up my water at a restaurant and somebody was like waiting in line, but they were waiting like for sure six feet behind me. And I just wanted to thank, thank COVID. And I would never, I pray that we never have to go through anything like that ever again. As a, as a human race, we never have to deal with a pandemic again. But sometimes do you feel like you could do it better the second time? I feel like if I, if I could do it over, I mean, granted, I, I, I built the bad broadcast mid COVID. Very proud of that like love my past self for doing that so much. But don't you think if right now somebody told you we're going to go on lockdown, don't you think you would have all of these ideas of how you could do it better than you did it last time? 
I would develop so many skills. I would make so much content. I would, I would do so much more. I mean, I'm saying this now and like watch us hit another pandemic and me do absolutely none of it. But in my mind, I could do it better. I could pandemic even better than I did last time. I think about that sometimes. Another thing that I was grateful for, I guess this is just the grateful for segment, but also just dumb thoughts that I have that I don't know, feel like pressing issues that I need to tell you guys about. I'm grateful for Starbucks and how whoever is slicing their breads, like the, the, like the, not the bread, like the sandwich bread, the bread, like the pumpkin bread and the lemon loaf, they are feeding us literally. Those bread slices are like two inches thick. I've never gotten a loaf or like a pumpkin, a slice of pumpkin bread or lemon loaf from Starbucks and then like, it's just a little, it's a little thin. It's a little scant. Never. It is the hardiest, juiciest, thickest piece of pumpkin bread. And every day as somebody who is both pregnant and needs, needs like a pumpkin, like a hefty pumpkin bread every single morning. And as a lover of fall, it just, I feel like whoever does, whoever is deciding, I don't know what word I was going to say there does, did, whoever does the slicing over at Starbucks deserves a raise. Anyway, the moral of the story with that opening segment is I don't know who put a microphone in my hand or why they continue to let me do it. But I thought I would just start off your week with some thoughts that I have had that I really, really needed to share apparently. All right. So today's episode, we're talking about babysitting. I don't know how this topic has not made its way over to the bad broadcast yet because it's a juicy one. I feel like everybody has a crazy babysitting story except me. I don't have one crazy babysitting story. I was not a, I was not a very sought after babysitter. Maybe it's cause I'm the youngest. I don't know. But I think like families in my neighborhood were like, I don't, I don't think she's the one. I don't think she's the one. I babysat probably like four times my whole life. Well, maybe a little bit more when I was a little bit, when I was like in college, there was a family that I would go watch their kids, but I probably only did it a couple times. So I just, I didn't have anything crazy happen. I didn't have any weird babysitters. I did. However, probably the weirdest thing that happened to me when I was a kid and I was being babysat is that I, I had all these girls that really wanted to babysit me. And I thought it was because I was like, so cool. So fun. They loved being best friends with me. They saw me as their age. Turns out it was just girls who had crushes on my older brothers and they wanted to see if he was home. I learned that pretty quickly. Like when I had a babysitter come over and she was like, should we make him some cookies? Should we go down there and see if he's there? Should we go look at his clothes? Should we see what's in his nightstand? That was when I was like, I think, I think we're misunderstanding each other here. You know, I don't think there's a mutual interest because I thought that we were hanging out because you feel like I'm so mature. I'm basically a 16 year old. I didn't know it was because you wanted to stalk my brother, basically. So today's episode, all about babysitting. And I feel like I wish I had more advice when it comes to babysitting, like hiring a babysitter, babysitter or being a babysitter, because I feel like something that comes up a lot, you know, we're going to talk about it during this. So I don't need to I don't need to preface it. Let's just let's just dive in to some of these bad babysitting stories as we as one collective unit become the bad babysitters club. Here we go. When I was little, we had a babysitter who made all of us sit on the couch the entire time. I was nine. My other siblings were seven, three, and one. 
She was watching a show and wanted to watch it in the living room and we could not move off of the couch. I remember trying to go sit on a chair in the living room and she yelled, sit on the couch over and over again for hours. I remember my parents got home and she was smiley and sweet. And I'm sure my jaw dropped on the floor because she had just been the meanest babysitter ever. Luckily, my mom believed me and never hired her again. My siblings and I still talk about it. I don't think it's something we will ever forget. Why did I kind of understand (laughs) the babysitter? Like, why did I kind of understand? Like, this is something that blows my mind. And I don't know if it's a if it's a regional thing, because where I live, there are tons of young families with lots of kids. So maybe it's normal. But like some of the babysitting stories, you guys were like, I was 12 and I was babysitting five kids like nine and under. First of all, why why is a 12 year old babysitting a nine year old? There needs to be a way bigger gap. I think like at the very least, like five or six years between the oldest kid and the babysitter. And also, why are you leaving four children to one slightly older child? Like it was, it was crazy to me. So I I mean, I kind of, I kind of don't blame her. Why do I empathize with the babysitter here? I don't know, probably because watching four kids, nine, seven, three, and one sounds so stressful. And if I could get all four of you guys to stay on the couch for the entire time, I would probably feel a lot better about it too. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Buffy. You guys know that I'm a big believer in loving every aspect of your bed. Your bed should be your safe place. It should be the most comfortable thing you've ever laid on. And years ago, I found this brand, Buffy, and I fell in love with them then. And I'm so excited that they have decided to partner with the podcast so I can share with you guys all the goodness that Buffy can offer you. It keeps you cool throughout the night. They've got comforters. They've got sheet sets. I originally started with the comforter, which I love, but now I have moved on to both the comforter and the sheet set. They're so unbelievably soft. Like I said, they keep you cool. Buffy has the earth's softest bedding, truly. The Breeze sheet set by Buffy are the softest sheets you'll ever, ever try. It's woven from eucalyptus, so it's softer than cotton or linen. Buffy products are consistently on best of lists, truly. They're on my personal list. Architectural Digest and Glamour named the Buffy Breeze sheet set the best bed sheets of 2023. See for yourself why Buffy has over 50,000 five-star reviews. Also, shipping is free. And if you don't love your Buffy sheets, there's a 50-night return policy on all orders with free shipping on returns and no return fees. So I've got a special offer for you so that you can upgrade your bedding with the Breeze Sheet Set by Buffy. Go to Buffy.co and use the code BAD for 25% off of your first order. That's B-U-F-F-Y dot C-O, promo code BAD. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Where are all of my website building, business owning, guys and gals. If you have any type of website or online needs, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or you're managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. If you are like me and you needed a website, but you had absolutely no clue where to begin, Squarespace takes care of you with their professional website templates. They have designs for every single category, and then you can customize the look. You can update content and add features to fit your 
unique needs. You can sell products on an online store, but if you aren't doing a physical product and you're selling things like mentorships or courses, you can host the video content and organize your video library. You can showcase it on beautiful video pages, and then you can also sell access to your videos with member areas. Not only can you build the strength of your brand, but you can also build your business and drive sales. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you can go to squarespace.com bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, that's squarespace.com for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you can go to squarespace.com bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, next one. I was nannying while the parents were out of town. I was on their iPad app looking at the cameras in the kids' rooms to make sure they were still asleep. It was logged into their Apple ID and text messages were coming through. They were sending nudes back and forth that I saw. This one was so, so common. Like so many people found, somebody found like printed nudes. Like they had gotten them developed at CVS and then they had put them in a public drawer, like in the kitchen. I don't know why. I feel like um, if you're going to choose to send nudes, also, it made me laugh. Somebody, somebody submitted one and it said nudies, but it was spelled N-U-D-D-I-E-S, like nutties. <laughs> I want to start. I want to start using that. I feel like we should we should use that term more. So if you're deciding to send nutties, I think that we need to, first of all, Snapchat is dangerous for children. Okay. I, I, I think about this a lot with my child, like when are they going to be allowed to have a phone or social media? And the answer is never to both of them. Um, never. We will have walkie talkies and that's it. That is the only, that is the only technology they will ever be exposed to. But yeah, Snapchat is dangerous. However, when you are an adult, a, a, a fully grown frontal cortex, fully developed download Snapchat. Okay. Even if you have one friend on it and it's your partner, it's just for the peace of mind. It's not a trust issue. It's not like, oh, I don't trust them to have it and I want it to, to disappear. It's just like little kids are going to steal your phone and open every single app and open the photo app and text people. And like uh, sometimes I will be, I'll have my phone and I'll just get a random text of like a bunch of letters and numbers and like a few random screenshots. And I'm like, oh, one of my nieces or nephews has their mom's phone. Just don't take the risk. Just use Snapchat. Be an adult. Use Snapchat. Don't let your children near Snapchat. But let's get smart with our nutty sending. Okay. Next one. I had to babysit my neighbor's daughter while the husband was home. Keep in mind, he was probably 60 plus years old and his wife was like 35. That right there is like all I need to know. But he was so creepy and just watched TV the whole time while I watched and played with his daughter. I don't think there was any reason that I was needed. I am still creeped out and will never babysit with someone's parents home ever again. I mean, unless you are like a, unless you're a work from home parent and you're busy doing something, but if you're just hanging out, especially like it makes me even more mad that it's, that it's the dad. I know that's, that's presumptuous of me. I don't know their situation, but I feel like this is common that people are like, he can't watch the kids. Yes, he can. He can watch the kid. If it's his kid, he can watch him by by himself. Like it's, it's half his child. He can do it. It's not babysitting. It's not, it's just called parenting. Being alone with your child is called parenting. Sorry, hate to break it to the world. I don't think that's a hot take anymore. I think most of us agree there, but 
yeah, this story, this a similar story weirdly came up a lot that like the parents were just there hanging out. And I get it if like that's what you talk about. Like, hey, we just need somebody here to watch our kid while we like work around the house or we do some errands or whatever. Like we're going to be in and out. That's totally fine. But when it's like you're just sitting there like watching TV all together, you're just like part of the fam. It's pretty weird. Okay, let's see. I was nannying three kids for a very religious Bible loving family. The one thing the parents said was to never go in their room ever. Okay, I never planned to sit in the parents' room, but whatever. But one day the little daughter ran and hid from me in the parents' room. She would not come out. The door was open and I saw it all. The reason they didn't want me in there, it was a full-blown sex dungeon, chains, mirrors, and so much more. I was shocked because they were so religious. I don't know why I thought they wouldn't have that. I mean, I I can kind of guess why you would think they wouldn't have that because I would bet that most people don't have that. I mean, absolutely no shame. But to keep it out in the open is pretty wild to not have it in like a basement room that can lock or like maybe have items that can be put away. I mean, it's pretty brazen to have all of that paraphernalia in your bedroom just out and like not lock the door and just be like, don't go in there. Like it's it's a bold move. It's a bold move. Next one. One time I babysat eight kids for eight hours and I only got paid twenty five dollars. Never answered the phone from that family ever again. Okay, this is one that I wish I I had more advice, but I really don't because I wish I could say like what is a normal or good or fair rate for babysitting because I think it varies so much. First of all, by how old the kids are. Second of all, by how many kids there are. And third, by how old the babysitter is. Like I, I can't get over like people who hire like 18, 19, 20 year old babysitters or nannies. And they have like six kids under 12 and they pay them $10 an hour. And also like I'm reading through these stories. I think that parents might expect too much from babysitters. Like I totally understand the expectation of like feed them, keep them entertained, keep them safe. Like all of that makes sense. But some people are like, I want you to take my kids to do this, 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 and this. And I want you to teach them this and this and this. No, a babysitter is the equivalent of a substitute teacher. Like if you teach math and you went and got a degree in math, but you hire a substitute teacher, the substitute teacher's job is to pull the TV out and keep the kids alive. Like that's what they need to do. Don't expect a substitute teacher to come in and teach math. Like they, I'm pretty sure to be a substitute teacher, you actually don't need a degree. I think you have to get a background check. I'm almost positive. So I feel like when people are like, well, I'm going to pay you, I'm going to pay you barely more than minimum wage. And I also want you to do everything that I do as a parent and teach them everything that I'm teaching them. I disagree with that philosophy. I don't know. Maybe again, my parenting advice should not be taken by any means. I'm not a parent yet, but it seems like when you hire a babysitter, they're just kind of a placeholder to keep your kids safe, alive and happy and like not expect too much out of them. If you hire them like a tutor or you purposely hire somebody who's like going to teach them a second language, that's a different story. But I just feel like people will hire like the neighborhood 13 year old and expect them to teach their kids like algebra. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll change my mind, but I just feel like people are expecting so much from these young babysitters and it's weird. It's weird. Okay. Next, not babysitting, but does pet sitting count? Of course it counts. My sophomore year of high school, a neighbor had me pet sit in their or pet sit their cat and bring in their mail and garbage cans while they went on vacation for over a week. 
They didn't tell me that the cat had health problems and it ended up dying on me while they were gone. I had to take it to the vet and everything. During this time, I was learning how to drive and my mom wanted me to practice parking in driveways and being able to back out. Well, I backed out of their driveway after bringing their mail in and was and completely rear-ended their stone mailbox, demolishing the whole thing. Rock went everywhere into their yard and street. My parents had to pay $800 to have it fixed. And needless, needless to say, the pet sitting money I received went toward that expense as well. I've never watched someone else's pet since then. I am scared of pet sitting for this exact reason. And there were a couple stories in here of people pet sitting pet fish. And I just want to bring something to the table. Why would anyone have a pet fish ever? Like ever. I can't think of one good reason to ever get a pet fish. They are stupid. They are stinky. They are little. They are pointless. I, I don't, I don't get it. And people make such a, like when people are pet sitting your pet fish and then it dies and it's like a huge deal. Like, of course it's going to die. It's a pet fish. Maybe like PETA is going to call me after this and tell me that I'm being insensitive. I don't care. Pet fish are weird. I don't think anybody should have them. This reminded me also when you said that you backed into their mailbox, I've never, okay. I've never been in a, a bad car accident, but I did back. I backed into somebody's car once when I was in high school, it was like two weeks after my, my sweet 16, I I had gotten my car and I basically took the door off of my car backing into somebody's. Anyway, that's beside the point. The second time I almost ruined my car and life, I was trying to figure out my like aux cord in my car and I hit a boulder that was like a, it was like a decorative boulder in somebody's yard that had their house number on it. It was a big ass boulder. I don't know why it was so huge. It was like, trying to think of something that I could compare it to. It was like the size of a, a wheelbarrow. Like if you were to tip, if you were to put a wheelbarrow, like tip it over and then cover that in cement, that's how big the rock was. I hit that and I got out of the car and I couldn't even figure out what I hit because I had just basically moved the rock from one side of their yard to the other. And I was like, did I just like bump that rock? And I was like, no, that's weird because I moved. Like I skid. like, how did this happen? I just, I moved it. And then I just backed out and I said nothing to anyone ever again, but I did almost total my car doing that. Anyway, next one. (laughs) Oh, Maddie, this still haunts me to this day. I was babysitting three little kids when I was maybe 15 years old. The kids had gone to bed and I was trying to figure out what to do until the parents got home. They told me I could watch TV in the living room or even in their bedroom if I want, which now that I'm an adult, I feel like that's weird because I definitely don't want some 15 year old (laughs) hanging out on my bed watching TV. Anyway, I. Oh gosh, I lost my place. Anyway, I was using their master bathroom and I saw a scale. I thought, hmm, I wonder what I weigh. So in order to, in order to get an accurate weight, I took all of my clothes off. Just as I was about to put them back on, I hear the parents get home. I put my pants on so quick and there was no time for my shirt. So I put my jacket on and zipped it up and then stuffed my shirt in it. I didn't do a very good job because my shirt was balled up and sticking out of the top of my jacket. When I came out of the bathroom, they looked really confused as to why I was in their bathroom why I look so disheveled and what the F was going on with my shirt. I have no clue what they were thinking, but they never asked me to babysit again. That would be such a, such a red flag. I, I don't know now, now that I'm, I'm an adult and I'm thinking about walking into my house, the, the babysitter used our bathroom of all bathrooms that she could have used. And she clearly had been naked moments before I would have been extremely, extremely concerned Um, Okay, next one. I was pregnant with my first daughter. Daughter, 
when I was babysitting a coworker's granddaughter. She was this crazy little girl and she was jumping off the couch and turns to me and says, I know where babies come from. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Trying not to get into that conversation. Then she said, Chachina. And that's it. <laughs> My husband and I have called it a Chachina ever since. Here's the thing. I totally am on board for like teaching kids the proper names. Like you got to make sure that they don't feel shame around it. You got to make sure they know. Like I feel like using euphemisms can be confusing and it makes them feel like they're bad words when they're really not. But sometimes the words that kids think of instead of them are really funny and it's hard to want to correct them. Like one time I was working at this place with a bunch of little kids and one little kid ran up to me and she told me that she learned about the word vajuni and that's a way better word to me. So while yes, I agree with teaching them anatomically correct terms, I think that we need to appreciate the humor and some of the nicknames that we have given genitalia. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Amika. Lather up your strands with Amika's clinically proven shampoo and conditioner duos that leave your hair looking and feeling like you just left the salon. Their science-backed formulas are powered by nourishing, naturally derived ingredients with no nasties that deliver visible, woe-worthy results for every single hair type. Amika is a fearless Brooklyn-born salon-raised hair care brand that is a friend to all, including hair, hairstylists, the planet, and you. You can find their clean and planet-positive products at Sephora or online. They have sea buckthorn-powered products that nourish your skin, scalp, and strands. If you use my link, if you go to loveamika.com bad, not only will you get a discount, you can also see all of my personal favorite Amika products. Right now, I'm loving the Cure line. That's kind of been my fixation lately. I love the shampoo and conditioner duo, but I also love the mask. But that soul food mask might be coming up for the number one spot. Also, whenever you ask anybody for dry shampoo recommendations, they will always tell you that Amika is their number one. And that's for a good reason. So once again, if you go to loveamika.com slash bad, you can shop all of my favorites and also get 20% off of your order. The 20% off discount is automatically applied at checkout. If you use my link, it cannot be combined with any other offer and it expires on November 1st, 2023. Once again, that is loveamika.com slash bad to shop my favorites and get 20% off of your order. Okay. Next one. The audacity of men. Honestly, we, I could start a whole series. I could total, start a whole new podcast called that. I was like 13 or 14 babysitting for a mid thirties couple with a few kids. The kids were asleep and I was sitting in the dark of their living room before they got home. And all of a sudden someone grabs me from behind and yells, boo. It was the dad. He had snuck up behind me and intentionally scared me what? I also had no idea where the wife was. I probably laughed it off because I was so young and so shocked. But to this day, I remember how unnerved and shaken up I was by that. First of all, horror movies have ruined babysitting. I mean, this is creepy no matter what. Okay. This was like horror movies or not. This is a weird behavior of a weird dad, but parents should be so mad that babysitters have been so traumatized in horror movies for decades because I do remember babysitting when I was like 13 or 14 and being terrified the whole time. Like you just, the, the kids go to bed and the lights turn off and you're like, 
I'm barely home alone at my own home by myself. And now you're in this stranger's house and all of the horror movies and all of the like campfire tales about babysitters being stabbed by clowns in the corner. Like parents should be revolting, revolting. Yeah. Against horror movies because I bet babysitters would be a lot happier and a lot less spooked if that propaganda wasn't out there. Okay. Next one. I went to babysit some rambunctious boys when I was 15. The boys were little, maybe three and five. And the parents warned me that the boys last babysitter didn't come back because, (laughs) because they wanted to wrestle. And they said she had to take her shirt off too. (laughs) The thoughts that come into little boys brains are unlike anything else. My mom always kept a notebook and she called it our funny book. And she would write down all the funny, ridiculous things that we said as kids and we're still all obsessed with it. We still read it to this day because everything you could say is funny. Pretty sure there used to be a TV show about that called Kids Say the Darndest Things. Wait, actually, now that I'm remembering that, I think Bill Cosby hosted that. Am I right? I don't know. Hard to think of anybody worse. It's hard to, hard to think of a worse choice of a host of a kid's show than Bill Cosby. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I get it. We didn't know what we know now, but looking back, not great. Okay, next one. Maddie, brace yourself. My husband is seven years older than me, and we grew up in the same hometown. About a year into our marriage, we were looking at old pictures, and he recognized my old babysitter as a girl he had dated. He realized that he had once he had once babysat me with her. I was nine at the time, and he was 16. Weird and wild. That is That is weird, but I mean, that's not a crazy age gap. Seven years isn't that crazy. I mean, as long as you're dating, you know, after everyone is of age, then who cares what the age gap is? Well, I shouldn't say who cares what the age gap is. Everybody's, everybody's got limits, right? But seven years, not that crazy. I feel like something that came up a lot in these stories is people hiring babysitters and then their boyfriends would come over or they would like sneak out. I think I kept one in here. So we'll discuss, we'll discuss when, when that time comes. Okay. Next one. It starts with, Oof. Oh, 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 F, 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 F. Oof. I was babysitting my neighbor's kids across the street. Mom went out with her girlfriends while her husband was out of town for work. Sounds legit, right? After getting all the kids to sleep, I was watching Netflix and the door started to open like someone opening it with keys. The mom usually texted me before she headed home. So I started to worry. And next thing I know, the dad walks in hand in hand with some lady that definitely was not his wife. He immediately said, Oh, sorry. I thought my kids were with my in-laws and basically slammed the door and ran. If you're talking about your in-laws and you've got another lady's hand in your hand, not the move, buddy basically slammed the door and ran. I sat there for the next hour with my show paused, trying to, trying to decide if I tell the wife or not. I ended up saying exactly what I saw just because there's no way I would be able to hold on to that lie. I'm not a good liar. They separated shortly after and I'll forever wonder if I did the right thing by saying what I saw. In my humble opinion, you did the right thing. If you see something, say something. I think that's absolutely the move. I would feel really sad if somebody saw something like that and didn't tell me. I also bet the wife had her suspicions. I bet the wife, the wife always knows. Okay, next one. I babysat for a family one time while the parents were taking a class together. I got a text from the mom while I was with the kids. The text read, Oh, so you're a freak, huh? (laughs) I'm stunned into silence while feeding her infant. I replied back and said, what do you mean? The mom was so embarrassed and said that she thought she was texting her husband. I don't know what they were doing in this class, but needless to say, 
that the exchange between me, her and the husband when they got home, it was very awkward. What if that's what they're, I love, I love thinking that like, that's what they're in the class for. It's a, it's a, it's a sexting 101. It's like in the early 2000s, they just got their cell phone and they're like, how do we put this to be the best use? And it's like an Apple genius bar, except it's how to sext. And honestly, as I'm saying this, why doesn't this exist? Because what is, what like is, first of all, shameful. <laughs> sexting is so shameful. <laughs> and also like when you're trying to like be creative and you're trying to like think of something unique and something that you're not going to look back on in like intense shame doesn't exist. So yeah, if somebody wants to start this course, I'm not saying I would sign up. I'm not saying I want to sign up. I'm just saying it might be a good, it might be a bestseller. Cause that one, oh, so you're a freak, huh? If somebody sent that to me, I would say, see yourself out of my phone book, out of my life. Okay, next one. The parents were gone until about 3 a.m. I had fallen asleep on their couch. I woke up at about 4 a.m. and they were just hanging out on the couch watching a movie. <laughs> they didn't even wake me up. I always wonder if they would have if they would have let me sleep till morning if I didn't wake up. Like picture being the parents in this situation. Like picture getting home and being like, should we turn on a movie while our babysitter just lays there? It's kind of creepy, actually. And I don't think I included this one and I don't know why, but there was a story where the mom and dad had like invited the babysitter to join, if you know what I mean. I don't know why I said if you know what I mean. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what I mean. But somehow sitting and watching you sleep on their couch while they watch a movie is even weirder. <laughs> okay. Best babysitter gone bad. I'm cringing as I type this. I've never told anyone. I nannied for this adorable family for a few years and I loved the kids so much. I was a really good babysitter. Like everyone in the neighborhood used me. One weekend, the parents of the family I was nannying for were out of town and I stayed with their three kids. After getting the kids to bed, I got a booty call from my crush and I left the kids headed to the dorms, which were like 15 minutes away, smoked a little weed, hooked up, and then drove back to the house I was nannying at. Kids were still asleep and no one even knew I left. I was so stupid. I can't believe I did that. You and me both. I'm trying to figure out how, I mean, you had to be at least in college, I guess, if you're saying dorms. That is that is a bold move to leave the kids unattended for probably at least an hour and also get stoned and boned and leave them. Very, very edgy, but yeah, not great. I feel like this episode might talk everybody out of ever hiring a babysitter. Like, I feel like if you find a good babysitter that you trust that loves your kids, like hold on to them for dear life, overpay them, buy them presents. Because if I learned anything from reading these submissions, it's that finding a quality babysitter who likes your kids and is good at what they do, they are few and far between. Far and few between, few and far between. That is right. Okay, next one. I babysat for a family one time when the parents were taking, oh wait, sorry, <laughs> I accidentally scrolled up. I used to, this one, okay, parents are going to actually scream at the top of their lungs. I used to wake up the babies from their naps because I was bored and I wanted to play with them. I never made the connection to being unhappy and lack of sleep. So we would play and I would just leave the overtired kids to the parents. It's like the most counterproductive babysitter of all time. Like, how about if I come watch your kids and then when they come back to you, they are worse kids and more unhappy and haven't napped. I'm learning from so many of my mom friends that first of all, sleep is is golden. Sleep is the the ultimate. It's the pinnacle of what you're looking for, but also a schedule is not to be trifled with. 
one time I said not to be tri- not to be truffled with because it's a it's an office quote and I got a bunch of people messaging me like Maddie you said truffled and I think you meant trifled and you're right you were correct I was just quoting something so but schedules not to be messed with like like it's not even it's not even worth it in the slightest to miss your kid's nap or miss your kid's bedtime or mealtime because when your kid is on a good schedule you are free in a lot of ways so I'm keeping that in mind. I'm, it's just, it's, it's hard in this phase because I have so many amazing moms around me. Right. And I'm preparing for the birth of my child. And I'm like, okay, what kind of parent am I going to be? Am I going to be a strict parent? And I'm, am I going to be a lax parent? Am I going to be obsessed with the schedule? Am I going to sleep train? Are they going to cry it out? Are they going to nurse? Are they going to not nurse? Like, I don't know because I see so many parents do it so many different ways and all of them seem to be great parents and all their kids are happy. This is, this is just a personal a personal vent that I go through in my head all the time. So I'm trying to remain open, trying to remain open for what my child brings me and what our, what our life looks like, because it's hard not to, first of all, put like, okay, I got to do this, 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 and this, and like put a huge expectation on like the type of parent I need to be. Cause I'm like, okay, I got to be fun, but I got to be strict, but not too strict, but I got to be cool, but not too cool, you know? And I'm going to try and put, put those aside when the baby arrives, because I know that it's not healthy for for anyone involved. Anyway, that was, that was a random tangent, but as you can see, that's basically on my mind all the time. Okay. Next one. I was so snoopy. Sorry, my computer got unplugged. I was so snoopy. I would literally try on, this one is insane to me. I would literally try on other people's bikinis and lingerie. I would go through everything, every nook and cranny. I cringe so hard thinking back but I was a teenager and I was bored after the kids went to bed. I am now a mom of two. And every time I hire a babysitter, I lock my bedroom door because I'm sure they are all as snoopy as hell. I will say that after watching the nanny diaries, I became pretty paranoid about nanny cams, but I convinced myself no one in my small town could afford one. And I never did change my ways. Sorry to everyone who asked me to babysit. That is insane behavior to put on somebody else's lawn. Lingerie is is crazy. I've never heard anything like that. But yeah, now I mean there's cameras all over. I like literally worry about like my own apartment. Like I'm like is there a nanny cam somewhere? <laughs> like what if somebody's filming me against my will? I think that basically anytime we're in public, we should just go ahead and assume that we are being filmed. I mean, I I don't know if that's a little bit paranoid, but I do I do feel that way. I can't get over trying on other people's underwear. It's crazy. And this is coming I you guys know that I've been a snoop my whole life. I live to snoop. I read people's texts. I've mastered the art. If there's a, if I have a password to something, you bet I'm using it. You bet. Like I, it's, it's a really bad habit, but I, I haven't found anything crazy. <laughs> I've found anything crazy. Okay. I haven't found anything life altering. I just, I like a casual snoop pro snoop over here. Okay. Next one. The kid begged me to give him a wedgie. So I did. And I ripped his underwear in half. So I hid it in the garbage. And then his parents came home. He told them right away what happened while I was standing there. And I've never been so mortified. (laughs) And like, you can't even blame the kid because they're probably like, well, you're the babysitter. You should have said no. But it's like when you're a babysitter and you're babysitting a kid and he asks you to do something like they're not letting up. They know that you're the substitute teacher who can be taken advantage of. Okay. They know that you have the keys to the desk and you know where the treats are. And if they can talk you into it and you won't tell the teacher, then they're going to get what they want. 
Like they just, I mean, we said it a couple episodes ago, kids are kind of assholes, but they're not dumb a lot of the time. They know how to make a babysitter do what they want to do. Even if that thing is giving somebody a wedgie. Growing up in a house full of boys made me very accustomed to watching people give each other wedgies. I got to say, people ask me a lot, like if I grew up with a bunch of brothers, was I super bullied or was I super spoiled? I don't think that either of those were true. I think it's probably somewhere in the middle with all of them. My brothers didn't really like beat up on me or like, I don't know. They, I certainly did not receive a lot of wedgies growing up, but they gave a lot of wedgies to each other. So much so that one time, one of the older boys gave one of my, the, I mean, they're all older than me, but one of my older, older brothers gave one of the younger ones a wedgie and hung him on the back of the door, which I only thought was possible in cartoons or maybe decoms, but it happened. I saw it with my own two eyes and I'll never forget it. A lot of weird things happened. Like one time somebody punched a hole in the wall and then they put a chinchilla in it. That happened growing up. I could probably do a whole series on weird things that happened in the Murphy household growing up. Okay. Next one. I was watching three kids over a weekend while their parents were gone. My freshman year of college, everything was going great until the last night, the seven-year-old wouldn't go to bed. And I tried everything. She was faking having a cough as a reason not to go to sleep. So finally I said, okay, do you need some medicine to help you fall asleep? She jumped up and said, yes, I know right where it is. So she excitedly goes to the pantry. I don't know what kid is excited for medicine, but she points to the medicine bottle. I grabbed what looked like a regular cough syrup bottle, poured her the smallest amount because I knew she was faking it. And I remember thinking, hmm, that smells really strongly like eucalyptus. She throws it back and instantly starts screaming. I look at the bottle and at the top there was a yellow banner that said, do not take by mouth. Keep out of reach of children. In horror, I gave her, I gave her the stuff that you put in a humidifier, not cough syrup. So I quickly tell her she can have whatever she wants to get the taste out of her mouth. Cereal, cookies, gummies, I let her have it all. But then she said, wow, that medicine made me feel so much better and went to bed. She never knew that I accidentally get what I accidentally gave her. And I just laughed it off and told her parents she was dramatic. She was dramatic when I gave her cough syrup the night before. And they laughed and said, yeah, she always did that. When I first read this, I was like, oh yeah, she told the parents. You didn't even tell the parents. That's what's, I mean, I think that's what sparked this episode at, in like at the beginning, because I told a story about a babysitter who had like shaken a baby and then emailed the parents like, like decades later and was like, by the way, I shook your baby. You got to be telling parents. I mean, again, like I said, I don't have a lot of babysitting advice for both the parents who are hiring the babysitter or the babysitter, but I do know that you got to tell the parents if something weird happens, if your kid ingested something that said to call poison control, you got to let the parents know if the kid did like got hurt in any way, you just have to tell them. Like, I feel like that's, I mean, I thought it was no brainer, but apparently it's a brainer. All right. I have literally never told anyone this story. I'm so embarrassed by what I did. I babysat a new family once and their kids seemed fine until their parents left. They were throwing things everywhere, screaming, acting like literal demons. One of them even shattered his iPad. It was bad. I finally got the older kids to bed, trying to hold back tears because I was so stressed. I tried to get their baby down, probably 10 months old, but she wouldn't stop screaming loud. I had been babysitting for years and I had never had this problem before. And I finally got her to calm down after rocking her for an hour. I tried to lay her down, which started the crying all over again. Another hour of rocking and she quieted down. The second I stood up and put her in bed, she screamed again. This went on for hours when I decided I was just going to hold her until the parents came home. You guys are not going to believe what comes next, except she didn't calm down this time. I didn't know what to do. And I was so desperate that I tried breastfeeding her. 
here I was, a 14-year-old, late bloomer, <laughs> late bloomer, trying to breastfeed a child. I was so extremely desperate. I just wanted to calm her down. It kind of worked, but it made her even more mad. I finally calmed her down and held completely still for the next three hours. I literally just dissociated like reading this. Uh, it kind of worked, but it but made her even more mad. I finally calmed her down and held completely still for the next three hours until her parents got home. They asked me to babysit a few more times, but I declined every time. There was no way I was putting myself through that situation again. For all those wondering, yes, I know what I did was wrong. I was so desperate. I was willing to try anything. It was the worst time of my life. Honestly, at the age of 14, like everybody should be excused from everything they did pre, honestly, pre like age 20, honestly, before your frontal cortex is developed, which is like, I'm pretty sure 25. We all do weird stuff. Honestly, you could have done a lot. I read some of these stories that I was like, I shouldn't read this because I'm pretty sure that's an illegal thing to do. I don't think this is necessarily illegal. It's just crazy. While we're on the topic of things that are literally on my mind nonstop because I'm I'm pregnant, <laughs> breastfeeding is definitely one of them. And I have like told my friends, like, I need to, I need to see. Like, I need to see what's going on. Like nobody just the the lack of information that we receive while pregnant is just insane like and i i'm signed up for classes and i've i've got it covered i'm just i'm saying like the general the general consensus of most women is that like we have no information so yeah when my friends start nursing i'm like somebody's got to tell me the truth okay tell me the truth of what's going on over there tell me what's happening to your nipples tell me what's happening like i i need to know because i was probably 28 before i learned that when you nurse it comes out of more than one hole. Like, is that a shocker to anyone else but me? I was shocked when I heard that. It's like a shower head. There's multiple little holes that it comes out of. It seems unfair that nobody's warning us about these things. And I mean, every time a friend gives birth, I say, give me the dirty details. I need to know. I'm not necessarily saying that it'll happen to me, but I would like some people to be honest. So hopefully as I proceed within this pregnant or throughout this pregnancy, I can be honest with you guys about what's happening. I don't know. It's hard because you want to be honest, but you also don't want to traumatize anybody. So I guess we'll figure that out as we go. Anyway, I think we should end on that one. I think we should end on the, the, the breastfeeding, <laughs> breastfeeding the, the child that you're babysitting. Moral of the story, babysitters are too young. Like I feel like 15, 16, that's, that's old enough to start babysitting. There should be at least a six year gap between the babysitter and the oldest child. If you are 12 year, if you were going to hire a 12 year old to babysit your kids, you should not have a 10 year old. Okay. And the last thing, babysitters seem to be violently underpaid. Do I need to, do I need to vent about this? Are they in the same category as teachers and stay at home moms? Like, because some, one of these stories said that somebody paid them a dollar an hour, a dollar an hour. I could literally find more money on this couch that I'm sitting on. I could probably dig in here and be better paid by this couch. Anyway, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you for everybody who submitted. Keep it on my Instagram stories. A lot of people ask me when like they they miss they miss uh, story submissions. I'm gonna try to do them ahead of time so that that I can put them in the episode description. So when this episode ends, you can like go click on the next one. But um, they're always on my Instagram story. Always, always, always. And the big ones are on my, in my Instagram bio. If you click it and you swipe over, there's like a list of the ones that we do like more often and you can submit them there. That's where you can find the dum-dum club. I love when I get asked where the dum-dum club submissions are. 
And then I always get a message back like five minutes later, like, never mind, I found it. And this is my submission. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a very lovely week. A couple of weeks ago, I said it was officially fall and now it is officially fall. It's September. I don't care what temperature it is. It's fall. It's time. It's time for my soul to reemerge. And I'm so happy. I love you guys all so much. You can sign up for the Patreon and get two extra episodes a month. We just did an episode about fun facts about some of the biggest movies ever made. And it was a really, really fun episode to do. So you can listen to those. You get the whole back catalog when you sign up for Patreon. So you can do that. You can join either tier and get all of the all of the juicy episodes that I've done so far. And I think that that's everything. You can follow me on Instagram, TikTok. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I'm like not that interesting on either thing. I shouldn't say that. I should probably promote myself, but uh, you can watch my TikToks of me playing with slime, which is now my hobby for some reason. Um, I love you guys so much. Remember to always be safe, be kind, be hot. Your mother broad loves you so much and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.